‫אין משום צווה, ‫אין משום נציל נשם אולי, ‫ואבו שם משום צווה, ‫אני דאון חי פרצווה, ‫היא דאון נגריט לשמור ליחי ‫בקוזן נציל נשמה. ‫משום צווה, אין משום נציל נשמה אולי, ‫אין אף משום צווה יחי פרבוס. ‫יחי פרבוס, פרבוס צביה, ‫אין יחי פרנציל נשמה. ‫אוקיי, how this works back into the Mishkan again, ‫אני לא יודע בדיוק עכשיו, But Rav and Shmuel, and the Machlech is over here, Rav says that when you shecht, you are chayiv because of tseveya, and you chayiv because of netilat neshama, and Shmuel says you're only chayiv for netilat neshama. So, not for netilat neshama, I'm a Rav. Rav who said that you're chayiv for tseveya, you're chayiv for dying the basar. He says, that's very strange. Do I intend to do that? When I shecht something, And, and it happens to make the makam of the shechita red, that's, I'm a chavim for that? What do you mean? That's, that's the malach of shechita, or a tzviah, which I have no intention for, it doesn't do anything, anything for me. Why would I be chayiv because of tzviah? What tzviah is there in dying the neck, the place of the makam, the shechita, when you shecht an animal? So, Amar Rav, Rav says, Milsa da Amri, the thing that I said, Amar da Milsa, let me explain myself. If I don't explain myself, then later generations are going to make litzonus of me, they're going to laugh at what I said. It doesn't make any sense. So, um, so he said, Amar Milsa da Amri, the thing that I said, Amar da Milsa, let me say something about it. Lele su dari bastroi, so later generations shouldn't come v'lichich olai and laugh at me. Tzavere b'may nichalei, what's the tayelus, why would someone want the shecht and to make it the area where he shechted red? There is a purpose to it. It's the purpose of saturating it with blood and it looks red. Litzvah means that it should get saturated and, um, and full of blood. Because it looks fresh. So if he's a butcher and he shechts the animal and, he, and the guy comes, someone comes, he wants to see that it was that's a fresh shechita. So he looks and he sees that it's sevua badam and he knows that it was shechted today and then people are going to come buy from him. So that's where the, when someone shechts an animal, why the tzviya, why there's a chiv for tzviya? Nukhaira, it's only true if that's why you're doing it. If you care, if you're selling the animal, if you don't sell the animal, Nukhaira, it's at least a davashayin in Miskaven, or a melachashayin trichelagufa, and you wouldn't be chai, but if, so for a butcher, there would be a chiv for that, for, for making it red so he could sell it better. The Mishnah says when you salt the skin, and you and you ma'abed uh, and you and you do the process of preserving the skin of uh, tanning it. Hainu ma'ilach v'hainu ma'abed. Hainu ma'ilach doesn't mean that it's the same thing mamish. What it means is, is that ma'ilach is also part of the process of ibud. That's that's part of the process of being ma'abed of tanning the iris. So what you see, you're putting it a separate thing in the Mishnah. It says in the Mishnah ma'abed. So ma'ilach should also be part of it. So why does the Tana say both? And this is a, a question that the Gemara holds is a good question. Because of this, we change the gears in the Mishnah. How do we change it? Take out one of them. Take out either Moilech or Ma'abed. And put in Sirtut. Sirtut is when you make the lines, when you cut the lines, like in a Sefer Torah, where you, with the cipher, before he, he, he writes the lines of the Sefer Torah, he does Sirtut. He, uh, um, he makes the line so that it goes straight. Um, he cuts the lines so that his ksiva will go straight on, a, on the line. That's called sirtut. Sirtut over here is negea, over here, but he's being mailcha ma'abed, because uh, the people who make the skins, when they want to cut it, so they do sirtut first in order to make sure that it's the right length. 
Um, so whether he wants to make it longer, he wants to make it wider, he wants to make it shorter, Rashi says. And then you, so, um, then you put, then you, then you cut it with the knife. So the circuit is the process right before that, and so the esnegea, esnegea ratzanim, esnegea people who you making leather, making skins, which were they needed for the mishkan. So circuit is is its own av malacha hamesartet. Let's just finish the next gemara, and then we'll, we'll stop. Someone who salts meat, someone who salts meat, he's chayiv because of the, for the malacha of maabed, because maabed. Because being malach salting things is bechlal the malachas of ibud, and Rabbah says ain ibud ba'echlin. There's no such thing as ibud ba'echlin. By food, is not shayich ibud. So if you put a lot of salt on on, a, on meat on Shabbos, you're not chayiv for ibud. So Rabbah Ravuna says you are, and Rabbah says you're not chayiv. I'm a Rashi. If you're Rabbah Ravuna, I'm a the kaboyle leorcha. It has to be that there's a purpose that you're doing it to preserve it. Um, it means you're going on the road and you need to preserve the meat. So therefore, you put a lot of salt in it. So that's similar to the ibud, to the salting that was done in the Mishkan for the leather, because you put a lot of salt on it in order to preserve it. Um, so it's a, it's a similar type of salting. I have a If he's just salting the meat for his house for, for people to eat, so then he doesn't, no one puts on enough salt to actually make it, uh, no, no one in their house puts on enough salt to, to resemble ibud of iris. No one makes his food into a piece of wood. No one puts enough salt on it. If you put that much salt in it, it's going to dry it and it's going to be like wood. You put a little bit on it so that it should have, should have some taste. So therefore, the amount of salt someone puts on in his house is not the sheer of ibud. So even if you hold it, it's like ibud by food. And for, for at home consumption, that such malicha is not considered ibud. If you're doing it to go on the road, go on a trip, you salt it, you put a lot of salt in it. So then it's machoik, it's whether you say ibud by or not. But for home use, there's no ibud. Okay. So, mamachik is when you're smoothing something out, the Gemara comes up with an unusual case of mamachik. Someone's shop, someone smooths out between the pillars, he's chayiv on Shabbos Mishim mamachik. The way Rashi understands it is that we're dealing with like a like some sort of gazebo, and in between the pillars, people would sit on the ground in between the pillars, so he, he would smooth out the ground in between the pillars of this gazebo, um, and that's called mamachik. Taisus Zabavah, that's not what we know from Sugis before, that's not called mamachik. When you smooth out the ground, that's called baina. When you smooth out like the uh, mound on the ground, it's called baina, not called mamachik. So, mamachik is showing Ramban over here, what it means. That's how Rashi understands it. They're telling you that you're chayi because of Mamachik in such a case. Amar Abchiya Bar Abba, Gimel Dvarim Sachli Rav Ashi Meshmed Rav Yishom Levi. Three things Rav Ashi told me in the name of Yishom Levi. Hamagare Roshay Kloinsoyz B'Shavad. Someone, he um, also smooths out. Magare means to scratch and to uh, scrape. That's what I'm looking for. Magare Roshay Kloinsoyz B'Shavad. The heads of Maitos, of... of, of um, of beams, the heads of heads of beams to make sure that they're sharp and and they're sharp at the end the way they're supposed to be, that they should even and sharp. Rashi says so. If you scrape the end of beams on Shabbos, you chay because of mechatech for cutting because the, the malach of cutting, as we know from before, is when you cut it to a specific length. And over here, you're you're medactic to make sure it's the right length. So that's why you're cutting, you're scraping it to make sure it's the right length. That's the chiv of mishum mechatech. The other 
busy over here with what, all the other malachas that you could potentially be over with each thing. Why are we picking only this one, only these things? Hamamarich with Tia B'Shabbos. Rashi learns this is differently than what the Gemara sounds like, and the Mepharshim are bothered by this. Um, but Rashi says is that you, to put the medicine on the, on the bandage that you're going to put on your, on your body. Which, we're talking in the case that either you're allowed to do it, or, or the often to put medicine in your body, but we're dealing with the diuresis over here. The diuresis, if you smooth out, you apply the medicine onto the bandage um, that you're going to put onto your body on Shabbos. So when you're smoothing it out, you're applying it to the bandage, then you chayiv mishum memachik. Rashi doesn't learn this way exactly. Rashi says you're putting the medicine on your, on your body. Putting medicine on your body, which is not how the Gemara sounds like in Nacharnamah, but by the way, Rashi learns not kipshutai. And the last one over here, Hamasate says so evident. Someone who smooths out when you, after you mine a stone from the mountain, you smooth it out. And we're going to see later that uh, which there's more, multiple malachas you can be chayiv mishum masates, but you smooth out the roughness of the stone. The Shabbos chayiv mishum makav Here we're talking about where it's the end thing that you're doing for the stone, so you chayiv because of makav And makav as the Gemara is going to say later is the catch or for the end of all malachas. When you, you do the last thing you do for every malacha, you can be chayiv for makav So here's the last thing you do to prepare this stone, you chayiv mishum makav this has many what this means. But means that you carved an image into a cleat, you chiseled an image into a cleat. That and Rashi is quick to note that this means that this cleat was means it was supposed to have this design on it. So this last this is the last thing that you do before you use the cleat. So it's going to be high because of makav patish. From an the cleat and if you have um, you make a, a glass cleat by blowing into it. So you have melted, you produce the, the molten um, sand, and then you blow into it, and then you make the cleat. So blowing into it is chay mishumaka the patish. Now why are you not chay because of baina? Because we hold this ain binyan the Caleb. There's no, when you, there's no din of binyan in a cleat <coughs> when you build a cleat. <coughs> <coughs> This, this line is subject to a big machlekes Rashi Taisus. Actually, was from it was before, which we didn't talk about. We'll talk about it later on Daf Kofes. Somebody in in the beggar that was sewed, there were like little little impurities which were in the beggar. So you want to take it out. It was accidentally sewed into the beggar. So you want to take it out. That shako akufi miglimi, taking out the akufi, these these little pieces, these kismim, these shreders that got into the clothing. So now by doing so. That's the final thing you do before you use a baggage. I guess you check the baggage for quality control, and you see that there's piece, little pieces of impurities in the clothing, so you pull it out. So now you hide the patish. The that's only true if you care. People who don't care, just taking it out, um, and you would have worn it anyway, so then it's not a, that's not a, uh, a there's no the patish on that, because it's not necessary for you to wear it, so you can take it out. Continues and says, if someone writes to Isis, that's what the Malachan, the Mishnah says, and the Mishnah Bliss, as we spoke at that in the Mishnah, that the Rishonim are why the Mishnah some, says some Shi'urim for some of them. Here it says, Kaisu Shtei Isis. But not by all the Malachas that tell you the Shi'ur that you're going to be high for, but by Kaisu and a few others, it does say the Shi'ur. Kaisu Shtei Isis. If you write two Isis, if you write one Isis, you write one ice, it's a big shayla, are you either an Isra, the Arisa of Chati Shir, or writing one ice is meaningless, it doesn't mean anything. 
But the shear is two ices. Let's say you wrote one ice, one big ice, but and, and you took up enough space that you could have written two ices. In the average size of, uh, of an ice. Because of ice, you wrote one letter, but it was so big, you could have written two letters in its space. Because the din is, there has to be two letters. And it's because not amount of space, it's, a, it's, it's amount of chashiva writing. And two letters can form, uh, can form uh, a thought. And it can express a thought, as we'll see later, how two ices can express a thought. But it could. And therefore, only one is going to be pata, even if it's big. But, Let's say you erased one ice. Malacha of mechika, erasing, which should would be the opposite of what ksiv is. So if whatever you are achayif for kaisiv, shuchayif for meichik, it's not true. Meichik is more chamer than kaisiv in this with this respect, because the malacha of meichik, as Rishonim speak out, the Rosh speak out, is to prepare ksiva, prepare the ability to be kaisiv something. So you have writing somewhere, you erase it, even if you have paint on something, you erase it. So now that you can write two ices. So now you just prepared it for the ability to be able to write two ices. So let's say you, so if you erased a big ice, if you have a spot where there's a big, one big ice and you erase it, but in that spot you could have written two ices, you could write two ices, you because you just prepared this for the ksiva of two ices. So, um, in this respect, because if you erase one big ice, you're going to be positive. Are you, are you write one big ice, you're going to be positive, because Kaisiv needs to write two ices. But Machika just has to prepare it for the ability to write two ices. So even if you just erased one ice, and for that matter, as the Rishon speak out, there's a splotch of ink, if you erase that also, and there's enough to write two ices, so then you're going to be Kaisiv. But it comes out ironic. Gemara is saying that you could you write one ice to potter, but you could erase one ice and you'll be chayv. Habayin of Asfaris of Mechav of Amavir of Amakav of Patish. Rabbi Rabdeir Dami Chavayu Komidi. It's one line and it seems simple, and it's it's from the least simplest lines over here in Melachas of Shabbat. Komidi this big Gemara Melacha chayv Mishum Malachav Patish. Anything which is a Gemara Melacha, you're chayv from Malachav Patish. The question is, what is Gemara Melacha? A Gemara of a of one of the Lamates Melachas? A gemar of, of any work that you're doing, a gemar of, of anything you're finishing up. When we say malach, we mean the malach of Shabbos, we mean a work. And what does it mean to finish? It, could it have been used without it? Could it not have been used without it? And does every malacha that you do also have makapavish? When you finish doing the malacha, are you chayef from makapavish? So every time you do a malacha on Shabbos, is it possible that you chayef too? These are all the questions from, uh, just to understand simply, what does this mean? Komidi de ispe gemar malacha chayef mishum makapavish. That's the rule of makapavish. Elu avish malachas, that's the end of the mission of the of the Avos Malachis. Elu Avos Malachis. What do you mean Elu Avos Malachis? Elu Lafukim in the Rabbi Leizer the Mechayv Al Toil Al Toldu B'Makom Remember the Mishnah was discussing the Leminyan of the Mishnah was coming to tell you how many Chatoyos you could be Chayv. How many Chatoyos you could be Chayv? Thirty nine is the max of Chatoyos that you could be Chayv on Shabbos at one shot. Rabbi Leizer's Shita is unique. He holds that if you do a Tolda and an Av, we hold if you do a Tolda and an Av, the Halama Acha, so if you have Kaitzer and the Tolda of Kaitzer, you did it in one Halama, like we had before by Zaymer and Noitea, so you're only going to be Chayv one. Rabbi Leizer's Shita is that Toldas are also Chayv. Toldas are also Chayv, even if you do an Av and a Tolda together, you Chayv for each one separately. So, um, According to Rilezi, you have to know what's the difference between an av and a tolda. The Gemara talks about this in the beginning of a comma, so what makes something an av and what makes something into a tolda? It, it has the same halachas, but according to Rilezi, you could be mechayiv, unlimited amount of chatois. 
because you can you do as many, every tolda is also another chiyot chatz. It's only in the Rabban who say, if you do an av and a tolda, one halama, you chayiv uh, just for the av. So therefore, this 30, if you do all 39 others, that's the most you can mechayiv it. So that's, <clears throat> that is, um, so this mission is not, is coming to be lafuke, it's extra language, is coming lafuke, and they really have to have a chayiv the Divina Maschul here should be Arboim Chaser Achas, 40 minus 39. Well, again, why is that? That's extra language. It's coming to tell you it's exactly 39, and not like there's another list of others. He adds on Shavit and Medaktik, um, and Shavit and Medaktik, without getting into technicalities, because I don't know the technicalities of it, is that. It's, a, it's when you bang this, when you're putting the chassis, and you're putting the air in, and you're banging it to smooth it out and to separate it from the string next to it. This is when you're weaving. So that's shavit, and that's medactic shavit is called because you're using a shavit, using a stick to the shavit stick out to, to bang the, the chassis string, and the medactic is when you're fixing up the air. So amrulai shavit So he adds on two more of it. So he doesn't have 39. But Yehuda adds on, he has 41 of its malachas. He has two more, it's shavit and medactic. Amrulai, and they said back to him, Shavit Arei B'chlam Nesach. Shavit is, is, in, is already Nichlal in the Malacha of Nesach, which is, a, which is revolved around the Shesi, and the Dachtig Rei B'chal Eirik, the weaving, and Rashi explains why that's weaving, and Rashi also asks why is that different. If you remember, we had Zerah, Barer, and Merakid, even though they're all, all similar ovids, they were all listed as three separate ovids, because they were all in the Mishkan, so why over here doesn't, that uh, Shavit and the doesn't get the same treatment. It's Rashi's cash over here, but the, the, in other words, we have 41, it's possible to have 41, and the Mishnah says that, no, that we hold, it's only 39, not like if you holds this 41. Remember, the Mishnah said, Klav Gadol. And the reason why, one of the reasons why it said Klav Gadol, the Mishnah says, because you have another Klav coming up, which is not, which is a smaller Klav. And that's this Mishnah. The Mishnah now is talking about the Shi'urim of, of uh, Haitzah. Um, uh, how big does it have to be, or what kind of material, or what are we talking about? So not everything that someone takes out into Rishul Sarabim is going to be chayv on Shabbos. <coughs> it has to be something chashiv, something that people, uh, the shear that people, that people uh, are machshiv, and something that people uh, use, and something insignificant, there's no chiv haitzah on Shabbos, at least midi arise. Kosher here means roi, it's proper, it's something that people do, or something, I'm sorry, that's right to, to put away. Something that people store. That means that people have chashivas to it. They put it away, which is uh, something that's for, for use of a person. As we'll see, uh, the fuke what the Gemara is going to say as opposed to what. But anything which, is, which a person uses, and uh, the amount, the shear, is something that people uh, store. In other words, you don't have a, a, such a minute amount of this item that people in general do not to not store such an amount. It has to be a chashur amount and something that's usable, that people use. But it's not something that people use. And we'll see what that means in a second. Or it is something that people use, but something, but it's not in the shear that people put away, that not people store it in such a shear. They too, the Shabbos, and you took it out to Shisra Abba and Shabbos. The only one whose chayev is the one who's matzniah, it's the person who is machshavit himself. If some one person, it means something to that person, and he's matzniah, so then if he takes it and he 
if he takes it and he takes it out to Rishus Aram, he's going to be chayev. But somebody else is not chayev because for this person, it's not a chash of a thing. So the Mishnah tells us that it really depends on the person whether he's machshiv this thing or is chayev for her itself. If it's universal, I mean, and then you can't take yourself out of the cloud. That's what I'll call a kosher kamayu. But if it's something that people are not machshiv, and you are machshiv, so you're going to be chayev, and no one else is going to be chayev. But if every, most people are machshiv, you can't opt out from from being machshiv, and you're going to be chayev no matter what. And we'll see the Gemara says that there's going to be chokim on this mishnah. You're taking out, you're just carrying, you're carrying just around. You don't know that. Uh, you know that. Yeah, no, just okay. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the gather. Rashi says it has to be that was nasis chavos adam, and you you were matzniyat. You were matzniyat. It's just so if I pick up something over here and I carry it out, it's not chashev. I'm not chayv. It has to be that something I put away, and by doing so, I was machshev. That's how Rashi understands it. So it has to be something that means that actually means something to me. It does not just I happen to on Shabbos have to happen to carry it out. Um, what, what, the, what the gather of this is I carry a wrapper a, a, a chocolate a, a candy wrapper I carry it outside a, I'm, I'm not going to be chayv no, I'm not going to be chayv that's according to this mission I'm not going to be chayv it's not something that's chashu something that has any use and just because I happened to carry it out and I knew what I was doing doesn't mean I'm going to be chayv what do you mean something which is roy to be matzniya what does that mean damnida is not something that people store. Damnida is not something people store, and therefore, such a thing like that, even if, <coughs> if you carry it out, you're not going to be chayv. Marupa amal afuke atzi asherah, something, afuke atzi asherah, the wood of an asherah, of an avodah So that's not something people store either, because it's isur yahano, and Rashi says, and it's ma'us, and you have to destroy it. So there's two different, damnida, there's no din, you have to destroy it. Atzi asherah is something that people you, you don't keep around. You're not allowed to have any enough of them. Something more madim or damnida kosh cannot say share. Madim says damnida you're not chayiv for. It's considered ainay kosh latzniya for sure. Atzia share for that reason because it's because uh, it's moist and there's a chiv to de- destroy it. Something which does not belong in 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 tzias. Madim atzia share or damnida matzne le lishunra. It's fascinating over here. They, you person puts it away for cats, so the cat should should drink from the from the damnida. The idach. And the other one, and the other man, the Yomar, says, People do not store damnida even for cats because it causes weakness. Now, what does that mean it causes weakness? Ramban, Chumash, learns that what this means is, is that damnida is damaging. It's actually physically damaging, and he, when he discusses the seas of the nida, he discusses the reason why we discuss this a little further back, that the word nida itself means to be marachic, to push away. And as Ramban explains by Rochel, he explains why by the trophim, is that that the, the people in those days recognized the danger when neither her breath and her, what she looks at is damaging. They would keep her away from other people. They would wear special begotten, big nidos, and they would stay away from other people that have their own tents. And, why that, and somehow that changed over, over the diaries. I once saw Marach about this from Ravazna. I think where it changed, what it changed. Some cipher, we don't, we're also not spiritually sensitive to these things, but they used to keep, keep them away. The, the Ramban, when he's talking about this, says, he says that the dam of nida is damaging. Someone who drinks or an animal about to to drink the dam of the nida will become weakened, will become damaged from it. That's what this Gemara means. So since it damages the cat, so you don't, you don't, people don't save it for the cat. They don't feed it to their cat, the dam nida. Rashi says something even more 
fascinating if you look at the Rashi and the Chorinim. I saw Meir on this Meir Arit in Shuvas. He he says it doesn't. That's not what it means. It doesn't mean that the the cat becomes weak. The person becomes weak. Someone who feeds something that that came from a, a person to something else, or destroys it, or or flushes it, or pours it out, they themselves get hurt. You see it is that you take something that belongs to a person that came from a person's body and you destroy it, you become weak and you become damaged from it. And he even talks about this. And Eric says, we'll see this, there will be a reason not to, you should not be burning your hair, you shouldn't be throwing out the hair that from, a, from a haircut because that's to damage a person. Um, fingernails, the only reason we're allowed to destroy fingernails is because it causes, because it's dangerous for a woman with Mubaris, I think Morris says, <coughs> to pass over. But otherwise, you would not be allowed to do it because of this Gemara, because it's, Called this chulsha for the for the person who's getting rid of it. So two ways to read the gemara. Chulsha means the cat gets weak, or the person who destroys who gives it to the cat gets gets weak. I'm Rabbi Yosef Rechanina. I do like Rabbi Shimon. The gemara Rabbi Yosef Rechanina says this is not like Rabbi Shimon. The Mishnah not like Rabbi Shimon. Dikir Rabbi Shimon. I'm a lay amru kol shiru and alalu elu lematni ehen. All the mish all the all the Sorry. So this is what the Mishnah says, called Koshlat Sniya, and there's a shear that we said before, the universal shear that everybody subscribes to, uh, of the, of the shear, <clears throat> and therefore everybody's bottle to that shear. Even, even someone who's not Machshavit, but if everybody else is Machshavit, he's, he's bound by that. It's not like Rabbi Shimon who says, All the shiurim of Haitzah have to do with the person who's taking it out. It has to be Choshav to him. If it's not Choshav to him, he's not going to be Chayav. He would not agree to the Mishnah, which says that everybody is bound to one shear of, of, uh, of Chashivas. That if, if most people do it, everybody's bound by it. Rabbi Shimon holds it's not true. Amr of Allah, the 